Hello, everybody. Welcome to Following Jesus with Christ Church. My name is Andrew Vandermoss, one of the pastors at Christ Church. And I'm Addison Hawkins, friend, colleague, and co-host with Andrew. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we hope to share some observations and some stories about following Jesus from our little perspective here at Christ Church in Grand Rapids. Hey everyone, it's Addison here, and I want to take a minute to invite you to a special event that we have coming up. For the next three Thursdays of May, we're going to have an online conversation called the Labrie Way, Conversations with Schaefer. And these are going to be conversations based on three of Francis Schaeffer's lectures that he gave at Labrie. We think that these are really poignant conversations to have right now in this time. We're all experiencing upheaval in our lives. What does scripture have to tell us? What can we learn about our culture and how can we move forward? You don't have to know anything about Labrie or Schaefer to attend. Just pause right now and find the link in the show notes. We'll see you then. So in December 2019, Zoom ended with roughly 10 million daily meeting participants. March of 2020, it was at 200 million and April of 2020 daily zoom participants are at 300 million plus and probably still rising so glad to have you with us on this episode of uh, following Jesus with Christ Church we want to talk a little bit today about technology and its role in our life as evidenced by those statistics its increasing role in our life and uh, as a our talking partner today, we have a, a Zoom bodybuilder with us, uh, Mr. Kevin Martin. Uh, Kevin and his wife, Sarah, along with their three kids, have been at Christ Church for just about a year now. And um, so we wanted to invite him on to have a conversation. Kevin, welcome. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. Why don't you just give us a little background, whatever you want, family, uh, your job, because uh, you are both a working on the technology side as well as a user, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, so Kevin Martin, uh, my wife is Sarah, uh, as many of you know, and then our kids are Poppy and Aiden and Judah. Um, so uh, some of you are in their uh, their Christchurch uh, Sunday school classes, and uh, one of them. Uh, Aiden is right here with me, uh, also on technology, playing Wii Hockey right nice. now. Um, and so uh, uh, in my job, uh, I work for a technology company. Uh, I've done that for a number of years now. And then uh, through that job, uh, use a lot of technology uh, for it. Uh, we've been using Zoom uh, for a number of years. Uh, we use Slack, uh, for those of you that are familiar with Slack. Um, Salesforce, uh, as another thing, as a technology company, uh, we develop uh, our own products as well uh, that, that are sold. So have familiarity both as a, uh, from an employment perspective, but then also as a part of that employment. Nice. So that's why Andrew called you the Zoom bodybuilder. You've been doing Zoom. You were part of the 10 million daily meetings before we all jumped in. Yes. Yep. It was definitely part of that 10 million. Yep. That's great. So as someone that uses it both you know, for your work and your job, you know, you use it to, to navigate the things you guys navigate as a company, but you're also using it at home, right? I mean, there, there are different things you use. You don't have to name all the things you use, but what's it like to, you know, how do you navigate technology, the use of social media and those sorts of things? What's that like in your household and, and for you personally? 
Yeah. So for uh, for myself, I try to avoid technology um, unless it's necessary for my job or necessary for like consuming, like I mean, meaningful content or productive content, um, which now maybe people could debate me on whether or not the content is productive. I'm sure that my family would, but like (laughs) I'll listen to like Michigan radio or like the BBC podcasts, right. And stuff like that, or like Freakonomics podcasts when I'm doing the dishes and those types of things. Um, but I don't have Facebook. Um, I do have LinkedIn, but I use it just to like publish posts related to work. Uh, I don't have, uh, or I don't use Twitter. I certainly have accounts for those things that are like dormant or whatever and haven't used them for many years. Um, but, um, cause at one point, right. Everybody signed up for something. Right. Um, uh, like same thing with like Instagram or TikTok or any of those things don't have and or use those. Um, and for our kids, um, they, we homeschool our children uh, and they have Chromebooks for, uh, for portions of their school. Uh, and there are settings within the fam with the Google family link mm-hmm. where you can either say, uh, block these types of things or only allow these types of things. Um, or these specific sites, uh, I opt to, uh, much to the chagrin of our kids, I opt for the latter, which is to lock everything down and only approve specific sites, um, which makes for a little bit more work, candidly, to manage through those. Like, they can't Google search uh, as a thing because when you have the ability to do a Google search, a whole lot of things can come up. Yeah. Um, so there's specific things that are allowed. And... Uh, because the internet is a great place for a lot of things, but the internet is also a terrible place for a lot of terrible things. And so the extent to which those can be locked down, um, we have a TV in our house. Uh, that only TV is here in the basement. Um, it had only recently uh, as a consequence of COVID because there's not as much friend playing uh, was rarely ever used. And so a Wii that we had in a box for like four years uh, came out. Um, just for this season and when this season is over it will go back in that box um so yeah that's hopefully that paint even though i work for a technology company we are a little averse to it consuming us as much as it could that's interesting technology and companies though you guys are making hay right now uh there there's just been such a explosion in use of technology i mean everything that we do right now we even get the we out of the box. I mean, these yep. we're we're using technology. What are some of the things that you've observed or seen in the last couple months? So, I mean, you noted it at the onset, right? Zoom is being used a lot more. Um, I think because um, so they saw you saw this with Zoom, like a lot of concerns around their security features. The intent of Zoom initially was strictly for business, right? Um, so, where there are companies like Zoom or Netflix or Amazon. Um, that are making more money. Um, they're also spending a lot more money. Um, so I think the, the jury's still going to be out on what this means for those types of businesses in the long term. Google is primarily, an, like they generate their revenues off of ads primarily, where there are not as many businesses. Um, that there's still lots of searches, but whether or not people are buying from those businesses, right, that's all going to be an interesting thing to see play out. Um, but you can see a lot of, from a content perspective, right? You aren't, we are all content consumers. 
And so to the extent that you aren't able to go watch sports, right, or go to sporting events or concerts or shows, right, you can see that we are consuming content in new and different ways. Um, like musical artists are doing shows uh, all the time. I think Ben from Death Cab for Cutie has like this weekly show that he's doing and all those types of things. So um, I think that we, our, our, our content consumption is changing as well. We have been waiting for the Death Cab from Cutie reference on this podcast. So we are so glad that you came <laughs> to mention that. Yeah, it's good. Maybe I show my age and by yes. referencing that. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. So, you know, earlier before we recorded, you know, we were talking about what this means for you and your work, you know, put, you know, put your work hat on for a minute. Tell us like, how, how is this, has anything changed? Has anything ramped up? Has anything pared back? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So I would say that it's a, the, my work specifically is a, is fairly co a core business function for our for our customers like working online and, is a core business function uh can you ask that again working online digital communication yeah so the the the, the yeah. service that we provide for organizations is a core business function for them and so for those that were not already working with us there are a lot more that are coming to us now and saying oh my gosh like we we really need your help right now uh as fast as possible and so we are we are responding to that so to to andrew's comment earlier uh, there are technology companies that are really like that 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 are benefiting from the current situation i mean benefiting might be the wrong word it is creating a lot of work um positive work and hopefully it's positive uh, positively contributing i'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, uh this television show silicon valley where like every technology company is like changing the world for a positive reason um that's like everybody who pitches every technology company, like we're going to change the world it's gonna be great um i i think that of our company obviously um and that we are actually making things better um so yeah but there are other technology companies that i think are not faring well because they rely on like their customer is like small business or restaurants. So the company that owns open table um, is not doing well right now. Uh, right. The, 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 like the kayak uh, who are trip actions, right? Like these types of companies that mm. uh, are travel industry related. So it really is dependent upon the industries with which uh, technology companies are, are connected. For sure. And there, when we talk about technology, there are obviously lots of benefits from it. I know from a church perspective, you know, we've been able to do content and ministry using the internet and online connecting, Zoom, this podcast, uh, our home worship guides, all of those types of things. So there's certainly some benefits to that. And there's mm -hmm. benefits in other ways that we see it beyond church for sure. But there's dark sides to technology too. Like what, what are some of the things that, that you think about just both as a user and as somebody who works in it uh, that we should be thinking about with regards to the dark sides of technology? Yeah. So, I mean, I would share these things not to create fear for people, right. but rather to arm people with information to help them make informed decisions for themselves and then to the extent that they have families for their families. Um, so when you think about um, when you think about the work, sorry, just one moment, there's somebody who's throwing a whole bunch of toys. Um, <laughs> um, 
we're all working from home now, guys. This I is know, right? Yeah, for podcasts. This is, this Get used perfect. to it. <laughs> um, so as with any product, right, the product is created to in created value. And, and when that value is created, the, both the consumer and the producer get something from it. The producer is looking to make money. And so if you aren't paying for that service or that tool, then you are the product and they're, mm. and they're making money on you. And so now how that's being done is typically through that terms of service that you just click by as you get into the thing that you want to do. Um, but you're turning over a lot by doing that. Um, so thinking through like, do I really need to use this? And am I comfortable with it being free? Like that there's information being collected and passed from my phone or my computer or what have you. Um, so I would say that that's the first thing, like you name the tool. I don't need to go through the names of them. If you're not paying for it, then you're, you're the product that's being monetized in some way. Um, and if you're fine with that, that's great. And if you're not fine with that, then okay. And, and then the other component is these things, the lots of things that we do content wise in particular are really fun. And so it's not just about the, uh, the utility of the tool, but also getting you to come back and use it more and more, right? It's, it's not just about getting it for getting the 10 seconds in, it's getting you for a minute, for 30 minutes, for an hour, um, that I have your eyes for a long period of time. And um, so then it gets into like, to what extent am I able to stop doing this? And it's you against an army of people that want you to keep using this more. Yeah. That are likely um, collectively a lot smarter than you that are, that know how to get you to come back. So how do you think about that as you're engaging this? Uh, yeah, I think that is a really important part. It's not, again, you said this when you started, it, this is not information that we are hoping to sort of like fear monger. We're not trying to oh, totally. no, definitely not. get people to press the panic button on their phones and throw them in the toilets. I don't think your toilets can handle that. So don't do it. But no. you know, this is just giving you information to, to help you make wise and, and discerning you know, decisions for how you use and consume, right? I mean, that, that's how you guys as a family have oriented your house, right? I mean, that, some of the things you were alluding to earlier were why you don't use certain technologies and, and things in your home. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a Fitbit. I use Strava. Like, I, like I'm not like not you. using technology. We aren't living in with no electricity or anything like that. I want to be clear. We are, we are technology consumers at the Mark household. <laughs> We're right. also on a zoom call, right? We're now. also doing a zoom call. Yes. So. For sure. I, I think you brought up several things there, you know, just a giving over your rights. Um, uh, you mentioned monetizing and, and a lot of that has to do with ads and trying to sell things. So, you know, every now and then it's, it's really creepy how you can search for something on Google and, that very second an ad will pop up for the thing that you just searched or I know people have even said they've just talked about something in the presence of their phone and the next time they're on the an ad will pop yep. up for something that they've talked about there's a setting uh, for that you can fix that <laughs> you can fix that <laughs> yep. so talk to Kevin later on whenever we're able to gather right. or, or zoom call him <laughs> it's our next podcast tech talk with Kevin Martin <laughs> that's right 
That's right. But just getting back to the privacy, I know that, you know, we talk about the coronavirus. One of the reasons we started this podcast was just how do we stay connected during coronavirus? But some people are really trying to stay connected with coronavirus and sort of contact tracing and, you know, different governments and different things like that. What what have you seen about that? So there are different countries that are that have different latitudes when it comes to privacy. it, it could, that is like a citizen privacy. And so there are some countries where um, your right to privacy is quite limited. And there are other countries like ours where, where your right to privacy is quite high. And so um, like in India, they're trying to uh, have a pretty high level of contact tracing through both private and public sector workers uh, having a contact tracing app on their phone. I don't know like the full extent of the rollout. I haven't done any like deep academic research on it. Um, but I would say that's that's a little closer to the less uh, free side. And then I know that there are different, both at the state and federal level, there's lots of conversations and local level candidly in the United States, like how do we observe the right to privacy while also having effective contact tracing that's in a scalable and efficient uh, efficient way. Um, but if you like, if you wanted great contact tracing, you could just say, Hey, we have no, there's no right to privacy. And, uh, you, everybody has an app that has this. You always have to have your phone with you. Right. Observe. That's not going to happen here. I don't, I certainly don't, don't expect, but technology provides that. And to Andrew, to your comment earlier, like technology has created for us. Right. And I think that we're incredibly fortunate here has created like quite the time for us to ride through a pandemic and that we can still have a pretty high level of interaction with one another, right? right? Relative to like 10, 20, 100 years ago uh, in a fairly safe way, right? Um, Andrew, what we were talking about before, like you can order your food and it shows up at your door. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, it's really crazy. It's one of the things that we're, we're just to go back to what you were just talking about, sort of contact tracing. And, you know, a lot of that, com- some of it comes back to facial recognition. We were talking about some apps, you know, like TikTok, things like that, that are, are tracking facial recognition. And a, a lot of times, because our level of privacy in the States is really high, we think that this is at a distance that it's, it's far away. It's not touching me. And so I don't really have to think through it, but you know, someone who, who engages with our, our missionaries on, on a uh, regular basis, this is something that in the missions field, a lot of people are talking about because those closed countries have access to facial recognition where they're tracking people and they're able to know when you come into a country, if you are a Christian, because they get all that information offline. Cause we, when we click through those, uh, you know, licensing agreements and things are giving them the, the information that they want. And so it is close to home, whether that's still a little bit at arm's distance, but it's still there. And so I think a lot of what you're talking about is really good information. And it goes back to that principle you're talking about, you know, information is power. You know, it's a trite saying, but it's really true. Having this information is power for the quote unquote end user, which is all of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we we're getting to our hour here, our little time and uh, want to kind of land the plane. What, uh, as you think about coming out of the, the 
the pandemic. And I don't even know what that means. I think a lot of us don't really know what that means to come out. It seems like some things are going to change. What are some things that maybe you just observe from your own place, say, these things might be a little bit different, or this is what I'm really looking forward to when we kind of move past this. With regard to technology specifically, or just generally? Just, just generally, but maybe touching on technology. Um, it's just a chance to wax eloquent. Okay. Well, th this is going to, I mean, so hopefully I get some brownie points for this, but I would really like to go back to church. <laughs> okay, there you um, go. That, it, so that, that's, uh, nobody, that's not a paid plug. I just want to be clear, like, I would like to do that. The, all the in-person the, the, the in -person things that we were accustomed to, right? Mm, yeah. Um, that, like, whether it was the, the sports and activities that you and your kids did, or, um, like, the friends and family that you haven't hugged in a yeah. long time that you'd really like to um, obviously like being together with your church community or whatever community you're a part of most frequently, uh, all those things would be really, really great to get back to. Um, as we noted earlier, the fact that we have these ways to communicate with one another, uh, that there's interesting ways to get content um, it, it, it now is still like a real privilege and I'm thankful for that. I do think that this, that we're going to continue to do these types of things for a while longer. And, and what I would say is that for those that are not used to this, uh, Andrew made the joke at the beginning uh, that uh, like a zoom bodybuilder or whatever, um, the, like I've been using like technology to communicate for a long time. The only with my job in particular the only difference is that now I'm just doing it in the same place as before it was on a plane. It was in a Starbucks at any one of the 50 States in our nation. Um, uh, and sometimes another country. Um, it, so like technology is like a part of my day-to-day -day life and has been for a long, long time. You get used to it. And it's just important to set up, to really thoughtfully set up boundaries to disassociate yourself from it and say whether it's like maybe you've all heard these things before like don't bring your phone in your room or not that i do that consistently by any means right but like what are the boundaries that you set up for yourself and it might be different than your friends it might be different than your spouse but just realizing that there's more to life than technology and if this becomes the all-consuming thing for you and you're just going from device to device throughout your day and you're not engaging the world around you in, a, in other ways um, it's probably not the best thing for you so like find some different ways to to engage the world around you not just this way um, certainly this is not to say that technology is a bad thing because it's not it's great solve a ton of problems and we'll continue to solve a ton of problems and be lots of fun so that's really good. I am, am mindful. We're really grateful that you took some time to, to spend with us here today. And I think maybe I'd just close with this. Uh, sometimes I'll use this benediction uh, at Christ Church, uh, but I really like it. It's just, I think it speaks to what we've been talking about today, where Paul says to the Romans in the midst of the Roman empire with everything that was geared against the Christians. And sometimes we can feel that way uh, with technology and people gathering information and all these things. Paul says, be wise as to what is good, innocent as to what is evil. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan 
under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Mm. I think it's just a great way to, to end and just sort of the, the right ramp to send us out back into our lives. So again, thank you for taking the time to be with us and uh, goodbye for now. We'll look forward to seeing the rest of our following Jesus audience uh, in the coming days. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We're glad you checked us out. If you want more from Christchurch, you can find us at our website. It's ChristchurchGR.org. That's ChristchurchGR.org. While you're there, check out the Staying Connected During COVID-19 page for more resources, our home worship guide, the latest podcast, and other ways to stay connected. You can find this podcast on many of your regular podcasting apps, or that is through Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. If you enjoyed this content, please consider giving us a rating and a review. Also, sharing this episode with a friend or family member is a great way to keep them connected. We're so glad you checked in. We'll see you next time.